Okay. Beatitudes. We're thankful this morning that God reveals what kind of an attitude (laughs) (laughs) that He has put in our spirit to be like. Have this attitude. Amen. Beatitude. Verse 8 Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Amen. The first commandment says that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. Amen? Amen. And pure means, let's put it like this, if you had, if I had a cup of uh, sugar up here, and it would be pure sugar. Sugar looks like salt, but it's not salt. It only takes one little quick taste. 
to be able to tell which one's the difference. But when you're talking about pure, it means if we're talking about that it's not contaminated with anything else. Blessed are the pure in heart. So it is a, it is, this is your and my response to the Lord, whether it's like the song that I just sang, more than ever before, Lord, I love you. More than ever before, Lord, I need you. The pure, the, the, the pureness of our, we, we can offer to the Lord a pure heart. Often we think of the word pure as being holy or righteous or whatever, and that's all part of it. But the word pure means it's a singleness. It's not contaminated with anything else. Amen? And when we didn't know him, we were contaminated by a lot of things. Amen? And along our life, of course, we still have, we, we have to remove the con contamination and bring to him a pure heart. Amen? There's a, I'd just like us to think about this one. We sang, I had to, Pastor Park uh, play the song uh, it is no secret what God can do yes. and God has not made it a secret yes. down through the ages he has performed miracles and, and, and confirmed the fact that he's in love with his creation he has a purpose one of the other things that's, that struck me as we one of the songs we sang and I, I can't quote it exactly where it says that our business is the kingdom. I don't remember how that went, but when it got this is my business. This is my business, and this is another business. Busyness about something. This is what I'm busy about. Establishing God's kingdom. Amen. And uh, there's a there's a there, I want to as, as we saying or you heard the song. It is no secret what God can do. Now that's a reality. But one of the things I'd like to submit to us this morning is that it is a secret, amen, what he's got planned for each one of us. We, there are, Deuteronomy 29, 29, you can go there or not, I'm just going to quote it. It says that the secret things, I mean, God has secrets. And we spoke, I've spoken many times about the parable of the seed and the sower. And the seed and the sower, he talked about, if you don't understand this kingdom, this, uh, this uh, parable, you can't stand, understand any of the other ones. And he made a very interesting statement. I don't know how much you've pondered on it. I've pondered on it a lot of times where he said, I spoke in parables so that those don't, that are outside don't understand. I, I don't know if I can get my mind exactly wrapped around that. But I can from the standpoint of the specialness of how God has chosen us. We are chosen out from the world. I mean, I can, I can now go into the preaching about the scripture in Psalms 8. It says, what is man that you're mindful of him or the son of man that you'd visit him? I, don't, I can't comprehend how the God of the universe has created me. I'm, little, I'm this speck in humanity. And the earth is a speck in the universe. And he's chosen to create a relationship with me. What is man that you're mindful of him or the son of man that you would visit him? What in the world is this all about? Now, see, I can't comprehend a lot of, the, a lot of what Jesus said about that parable. But I can comprehend that he desires to reveal himself to me, to you, each one that he's chosen. And, of course, he's chosen us. Now it's our responsibility to choose him and offer up to him a pure heart so that we might see God. We could talk about the scripture in 1 John where he said, Behold what... Um, uh, how does it say it? I can always quote, but I can't quote it right now. But we, are, we are children of God. Behold what exotic love the Father has bestowed upon us that we are called children of God and such we are. 
Amen. That's why the world doesn't know us. Because it didn't know him. But it has not. Here, think of this. I'm talking about, I want to get focus in on secret. Amen. Uh, but it has not yet been revealed. I said it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. And I want to ex express again to not put that off that when you to go to heaven when you die because that's the reality but that it has not yet appeared in your life and in my life and whatever wherever we're at in our relationship with the Lord we, it has not yet appeared what we shall be but it is but we are in process of him creating himself in us and it's becoming a new creation in him for when we see him and that isn't just when we die. Did anybody see him this morning? Hallelujah. He was here in our midst. Yeah. He's here right now. Yes. He speak, we see him. Yes. Amen. And when we see and, and it also speaks of when we see, when we have an experience with the Lord where he, he does something inside of us, we become a little bit more like him. Hallelujah. That's his doing. You, we are not able to make ourselves like him. Right. He's able to make us like him. Amen. Amen. So Amen. the secret things, it is no secret what the Lord can do. What he's done for others, he'll do, do for you. And I can, I mean, I don't know how many times I've watched different uh, Billy Graham rallies where they would sing that in prelude to, uh, to Billy Graham coming and preaching, preparing the hearts to receive the king. Preparing the hearts to be born again, Amen. And and is a, and and recognize that God God is in love with these people. He wants to do good with these people, Hallelujah. Amen. And so, but now that we become His disciples, we are we are we are uh, candidates, specifically chosen by Him. If Suki was here this morning, I'd say this: We are a chosen generation, yes. a royal priesthood. Suki always gets a kick out of that when I say that because when I preached to the Koreans that was kind of the theme <laughs> got stuck in there but we are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation set apart that we might receive the secrets the secrets you've heard me say often if God hides something you ain't going to find it unless he reveals it right. but he's chosen to, re to reveal it in his son amen by the spirit so secret things, think of that. And Deuteronomy 29, 29 says this, the secret things belong to the Lord. But the things that are revealed belong to us. Thank you, Lord. Well, it didn't stop there, though. And our children forever. Which fits into the point I made earlier, is that whatever we are involved with today, is not only for this time, but also to prepare prepare for what is coming. Not just in our physical children, not just in even our spiritual children, but in all those who come after. You and I are lights that God has put in the world that's beginning to light this world. That has been over this whole process of time. Now, here it is, 2020, and we all are recognizing in some kind of a degree that this is a special year. There's a shift going on. And I know that it is interpreted in all kinds of ways. And that's just a necessary part of us growing. And, and it's up to us to seek the Lord. But God has secret things to reveal to us. And they belong to us and our children forever. Hallelujah. 
Proverbs 25, 2 says it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. On purpose, God hid things. Which surely speaks to Jesus speaking to his disciples about the parables that he hid from the world to be revealed to them. It surely speaks to Ephesians, the third chapter, where it says that the, that this, the, the, the realm of the kingdom was hidden in God and now is being revealed through the church to the principalities and powers and rulers of this present darkness. And so we all, in every generation, in every, every age, God's people have been challenged to take their position for the day and establish the light that they heard from the throne into the earth in that time, which is for their time, built upon what has come before, but preparing for that that is yet to come. Amen. And I know one Sunday here the Lord was speaking to us about not growing weary in well-doing. Don't grow weary in the midst of this process, whatever it might be. And one of the ways to keep from growing weary is to have a focus upon where we're going. That whether that whatever amount we accomplish, it isn't a matter of our accomplishment, but whatever it is that God is able to do through us in the earth in our time. Isn't going to isn't going to diminish or fade away, but has been established in the earth to continue on long after we're gone, because that's why we are where we are today. And it isn't just about the amount the 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 amount of people that are in the earth that are praising God that are more today than there's ever been. It isn't just about that, it's, but it's also about the depth of understanding and the, real, and the realm of revelation that is in God's people. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. And let me tell you something. The wicked will never see it. Those that have chosen to walk in darkness will never see it. Amen? Unless they come to the king. Unless they have their mind, their heart changed. Unless they become born again, they cannot see it. You know, often we speak of the, of the fact that uh, the, only, the only way that we can be saved, the only way that we can go to heaven is to know Jesus. And that's true. But really the essence of what he said, that's not what that scripture says. No one comes unto the Father but through me. The only way that we can know the Father is through Jesus. Yes, we're saved in the process. But the focus was to know the Father. I said the focus was to know the Father. Blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they shall see what? The Father. Jesus came to reveal the Father. Yes, you're going to be saved in eternity. That's a, that's a given. Because of God's love for the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believeth in, in him should have should not perish. But have everlasting life. But the purpose that Jesus came was to reveal the father. No one can come to the father except through the son. Louise uh, called me today, earlier this week. About a particular article that was in one of the news realms from a, 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 I guess some kind of a prophetic I guess you could call it some kind of a prophetic word 
and uh, she was puzzled by it. didn't feel right quite right in her spirit and as I and so I went to where it was and I discovered as I went in, because it didn't, I knew it wasn't I knew it wasn't it sounded good by the way it sounded good but there was something that wasn't right then I found out that it was it was a prophecy it was basically a teaching that came from Herbert W. Armstrong how many remember Herbert W. Armstrong Kingdom, you know the 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 Jehovah Witnesses, the Mormons, and they're not Jehovah. Witnesses, I mean, but there's Jehovah Witnesses, there's Mormons, there's the I can't remember what Herbert W. Armstrong's World, Worldwide huh? Church of God. Worldwide Church of God. Worldwide Church of God. My goodness. But as I was sharing with Louise, the way that we can tell it's in error is because is because of where Jesus is in the midst of it. And the church, because it isn't. If you're going to, if Jesus is going to be revealed. So is His church. Right. So is His church. And so that is one of the ways that, one of the major ways that we can tell whether something is of the truth or whether it's in error. Because if it isn't about Jesus building His church, Amen, amen and about Him uh, having this place in each one of our hearts, and it isn't a matter. It absolutely, obviously, seems so obvious to us. It is not a matter of belonging to some kind of an organization. Right. And, and not only that, Louise brought something else. I was talking with her about the Jehovah Witnesses who speak about the 144,000. And as somebody was approaching, I think you're, I think I'm saying this right, Louise. She said somebody approached her years ago about that, and she said, "Well, those 144,000 places have already been probably f filled up. Why should I want to join that thing?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and as I've taught in our Bible studies on Thursday night and stuff about about uh, Revelation the seventh chapter, that the that 12,000 from every uh, tribe of Israel, 144,000, is, is symbolic of God. Working in our lives and revealing Himself to us. It's not. It's not about. It's not about a physical number. It's not about. It's not about the Jews. It's, not, it's about Jesus working in His church. Amen. And one of the ways that we can discern whether the prophetic word or whatever the teaching is, it is the way. As a matter of fact, is what does it do with Jesus? What does the teaching do with Jesus and His church? Amen. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. And it's hidden from the wise and the, those that consider themselves wise and prudent. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, we could say, for they shall be re, re, uh, candidates to receive the secret things of the Lord. And it isn't a matter of just knowing something that is a secret. It is a matter of receiving a secret in time that we're able to impart into the world. That is for the purpose of bringing down principalities and rulers of this present darkness and setting people free. God's got a purpose and a design, but it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. But it's the glory of kings to search out a matter. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are they who search out a matter. Psalms, chapter 25, verse 12. We can put that up there. I won't, I won't look for it in my Bible. I'll just wait for Pastor Mark to get it up here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Psalms, uh, verse 20, chapter 25, verse 12. Lead me, where, 
Where are we at? Right there. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. He himself shall dwell in prosperity, and his descendants shall inherit the earth. The secret, here it is, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. Now, we, I don't need to emphasize that in this place, but we recognize to fear him is not to be afraid of him. Right. Fearing him is actually being afraid of being away from him. That's right. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. What I'm, I, a thought came to me about uh, how uh, David cried out, Lord, don't, don't forsake me. Don't, I, I fear, I don't, the thing that I would fear is God not revealing himself to me. Yeah. Amen? He and he will show them his covenant. And so, one of the things I obviously was in my spirit today to speak to us concerning and trying to set it up with that song. It is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. Amen? And the whole concept of that. But I wanted to impart, or not impart actually, because I know it's already in us, but to stir up in us the recognition that there still is so, there are still so many secret things that God desires to reveal to us as his people so that we can impart them into the world. Putting it in the context of the reality. That it isn't just for our present time. And it isn't just so that I can know a secret. It is so that I can impart it into the world. So that for future generations it goes on. Amen? And I've been teaching for some years. Making emphasis of, of 1 John 3.8. Where it says that the, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest. That he would destroy the works of the evil one. And following it up with Colossians where it says Jesus... How did Jesus destroy the works of the evil one? He destroyed them by making a public display of them. Amen. Manifesting it openly so that through the exposure, amen, through the exposure of them, and consider, I've mentioned it many times, I will again, especially in this period of time. Jesus was the most politically incorrect person probably that ever walked. He was the first one that was politically incorrect. And you notice... He wasn't really very nice to the Pharisees right. and the Sadducees and the scribes mm -hmm. and the lawyers. He called them sons of the devil. Right. He called them vipers. And we're and I'm telling you, I, I say this in also in in reference even to that that I read out of Ezekiel this morning. We need to, in coming along to God's side, we might we need to also be those who are able to call that out. We don't know I, as we look at the as we look at the political realm the I mean there I, there never has there been a time when we've seen the darkness of people's lives exposed as we're seeing today. Yes. How in the world could there be so much fraud and dishonesty and deception just as we're seeing revealed in an election? People have to commit those things. Right. People have to be 
in deceit and in life and 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 you know we know that God is searching out looking for anyone to to save amen but they have to be willing and they have if they've already closed their uh, I said by the way I sent out a text you know yesterday that was from a pastor in Cave Junction where that is one of our favorite places been connected with him since 1989 and it was so relevant to the fact that those that have this evil emanating out of them have chosen to go that way over a period of time. And it's brought, we're being, we're thinking, the time is now coming that is exposing those things. Now, those that will wake up, Amen. his arms wide open to pardon them. Amen. We're not, we're not condemning anyone. We're not condemning anyone, but we will condemn what we see and call it what it is. Amen. So, as I, as I often say, so you got that? You got it. Yeah, you got it. All right. So it's no secret what God wants to do for God, for the world. But it is. A, but there are secrets in my, my Father's heart that He wants to b- reveal to us. We don't. We see things now through a glass darkly. But God is taking the veil away, and we are growing in that wonderful realm of God's revealing what He desires to do. I want to close it today with a scripture. Matter of fact, I might as well go, go there in uh, Job, in the 36th chapter. I have spoken about that here before, but as I was, the Lord, the Lord confirmed to me this week as I was preparing that I was to uh, re, that I was to uh, revisit this for a little bit. I've all you've heard me also make mention of it in different ways, even this morning of our praise, our worship, our thoughts, our our love to Him flows up to heaven like a flows up into the heavenly realm like a mist forms into clouds forms into clouds out from those clouds God can manifest himself I'd like us to I'm going to close it with this scripture out of Job in the 36th chapter and I might as well start from the 22nd verse and just read these verses and come to the last one that will conclude what I want to say this morning but I'm, I'm one of my, the, the major purpose that I'm doing this is to encourage us that our thoughts of love towards the Lord, our prayers unto Him, our testimony that rise up before Him, are not just something that we enjoy in the present, but it is but it's moving into a spiritual realm. It's coming up into a spiritual realm in which there is substance for which the Spirit of the Lord can move like never before. That's why we are in the process of seeing the greatest outpouring of the Holy Ghost that has ever been on the planet. See, I could have said that back in Martin Luther's time. I could have said that again in, in, before folks like Billy Graham were manifest or the Azusa Street Revival. There, was a, there is a progressive, there is a unfolding realm of the manifestation of the kingdom that has been in the world for these last 2,000 years and each one of them was unprecedented greater than anything had ever been that includes this one that we are now in the process of being being prepared for and coming into to open up the eyes of our understanding so that we can flow with it and say oh instead of saying well that could be it that's not what I was expecting well let me tell you something God's got things planned for us that we aren't expecting that are secret things that he desires to reveal can you receive that this morning verse 22 says behold 
God is exalted by his power. Who teaches like him? Who has assigned him his way? And who has said, you have done wrong? Remember to magnify his work of which men have sung. Everyone has seen it. Man looks at it on it from afar. Behold, God is great. Consider as I'm reading this again this morning that these are words that rise up into the heavens like mist. Has been like that from the time that they were written in the world. Every time we read them, all the things that God has done in his people are rising up. Everyone has seen it. Men looks at it from afar. Behold, God is great. And we do not know him. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall know him. How, how can we number the, his years? Excuse me. How can the number of his years be discovered? For he draws up. And here's the. Hear it again. He draws up drops of water, which distill as rain in the midst. Is it not Isaiah 55, I think, or is it Psalm 55, where it says, as the heavens, um, surely as the heavens pour out water from, to cause the earth to sprout, so does my word not return to me until it accomplishes what I sent it for. And then he said before that, he said, you don't, you don't really comprehend the ways of the Lord. Amen? I'd like to go there since I can't quote it like I'd like to. But the point, you hear what I'm saying. Here, behold, uh, it says, uh, He draws up drops of water which distill as rain from the mist. Those drops of water that he's speaking about is what was written back here, what's gone on before us right now. The essence of your life and my life rising up to him in worship is, is like drops going up into the heavens that distill as mist. God's given us a physical picture of something spiritual that God is doing with us. We're not insignificant. Each one of us are a specific resource that God has in the world. We're here on purpose. There's a reason we're here in 2020. There's a reason we're even here this morning in this place. But there's a we have a purpose and a design in our life. And, and, and whether we have a big name, I sometimes, you know, as a preacher, you know, I look and see something that one of these ministries has got done where they got thousands and thousands of followers. And I will say, well, what's my little ministry? Paul said, if you compare yourself with one another, you're without understanding. This is not, we're not, not one single one of us. Every single one of us has a, has a voice and can, dis, can bring the, and can, our life can be the essence of drops of water by our love for him, by our expression of love, by believing him, by our testimony, by the actions that we take in obedience to him are like drops of water going up and forming a mist in the heavens. Why are we? Why are we in the in the in the preparation of the greatest outpouring of God's Spirit that has ever been? Because it's been prepared through His people rising up before Him. It didn't happen by accident, as they say often. It didn't happen in a vacuum. It happened because Jesus has been building His church. Amen. He's had purpose and design. And regardless of the naysayers, and regardless of the doubters, and by the way, as one famous faith preacher, me, you can doubt and do without. Or you can believe and receive. That's our choice. That's our choice. It's every, every day it's our choice. You can doubt, but we are believers. We choose to believe. And our believing rises up like mist before the Lord. Hear that with me this morning. Verse 20, 
8, which the clouds drop down and pour abundantly upon man. Indeed, can anyone understand the spreading of the clouds, the thunder from his canopy? Look, he scatters his light upon it. Hallelujah. I pray. I pray. Father, I pray that revelation of this that I'm speaking about this morning will find a way embedded in our spirit that will cause us to be encouraged in, our, in this time that we're living in to be a mist before the Lord, to let our drops of praise and worship and believing and obedience arise before the Lord and we see that we are a part of a majestic plan that God has that he's unfolding. Amen? Amen. He covers the depths of the sea where by this he judges the peoples. He gives them food in abundance. He covers his hand. He covers his hands with lightning and commands it to strike. And commands it to strike the mark. Now, you know, we, we see uh, some, most of us have been around where there's been uh, lightning. I've been in some lightning storms in Kansas that I couldn't hardly believe. Just the, the whole the whole heavens were exploding with thunders and lightnings, and they and the lightning goes at random. It just it just goes anywhere. I'm just telling you this morning, God's lightning doesn't go at random. But the clouds, the clouds, the thunder clouds that are that have been that are that are formed. Is the, is, the, is the way lightning can be formed to just strike. And it's just that, it's just that random. But with we now are forming, we are part of God's forming these clouds and God's lightning doesn't, isn't at random. He strikes and he hits the mark. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And his hand and strike, commands it to strike. His thunder declares it. His thunder declares it. You know, I'm sure back in the day, when nobody knew about the speed of sound, they see thunder, and then a little while later they see the lightning. Now that we understand, sound only goes about 600 miles an hour, and so however far away, as a matter of fact, they can judge how far the lightning was by how long it takes from the thunder to the lightning. Yeah. And I remember we were sitting in Ron Whitehead's house one night in in uh, in uh, Georgia. And it was at night, and I'm telling you, there was a lightning strike. It didn't strike outside the house and do any damage, but it sounded and looked like it did. In other words, the thunderclap was like immediate. Often you'll hear the thunder, and then later on you'll hear the you'll hear you'll see the you'll see the lightning. But uh, notice what it says here: for the thunder de- the thunder declares it. And then what, look at what it says next: the cattle also. I've been pondering that for a long time. Why did he put that in there? The cattle also. You mean cows? <laughs> well, I, I still don't know. I looked, I looked this up in every, every uh, translation. It still says cattle. Yeah. <laughs> but I believe that it's significant that... that do you remember when uh, the tsunami was in 1994 over in, uh, in uh, Indonesia? And when that tsunami, before anybody even knew the tsunami was coming, the animals were moving up and away. And so all of God's creation is involved. And by the way, in Romans it says the whole creation groans and travails for the manifesting of the sons of God. Amen. Now, 
even so even and, and, I, and again my message is in preparation again for us to have eyes open to see what unfolds in this hour of the of the greatest manifestation of God has ever done in the world. I don't know how it's going to unfold, how that lightning is going to strike, but I'm just telling you what there's been there has there has been there has been the the necessary ingredients for it to come forth. Right. Hallelujah. We're evidence of that, by the way. I know we're just a little group, but like I've said many times. Boy, we have this little little groups and bigger groups all over the world. That their their uh, obedience, their thoughts, their worship is rising up as drops and into the mist, and and clouds have been formed. There's thunder on the horizon. Notice what it says: the thunder declares it. The cattle also concerning the rising storm. This is not the rising storm of wickedness, I want to tell you. This is the rising storm of exposure of the wickedness, Amen. of lightning striking the mark. Let that get set in our spirit this morning. This is what you and I have been chosen for, to receive his secrets. The secret things belong to the Lord. But the things that are revealed to belong to us and our children forever. We are in the world for whatever length of time it is, whether it's short or whether it's long. Each one of us is just as important as anyone else. No one is more important. It doesn't make any difference what your accomplishments are. Amen. God is looking at our heart and rising up before Him.